identify and articulate the need, build the strategy that will be executed to deliver the result, not buy the software and the pro, you know, and the services, but deliver the result. And third, to ensure that it's safe, secure, and uh, foundationally operational uh, in that context. It's not internal technologists' role in the next two years to build, maintain, support, enhance, host software and solutions. That's not their job anymore. Their job is actually what they wanted to do for the last 35 years. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sophion Chief Evangelist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Glad you could join us again. Hope you're having all having a great summer out there. My guest today is Alex Castro, and he is the creator and founder of a, a company called M Corp and something called REM Score. I don't know if it's M Corp or M Corporation. He'll fill us in on that. And he's written a fantastic book called Measure, Execute, and Win, which, uh, which I read. I found it very interesting and relevant to some of the topics we've talked to in the past. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's truly a pleasure to be here. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Good. Fantastic. Really looking forward to the conversation. Yeah. And where are you located? I am about an hour. I'm in California, about an hour south of Lake Tahoe. Okay. Okay. Have you had mm -hmm. a hot summer yet? or how's... No, it hasn't. It hasn't peaked up yet. And at the time of this recording, it's still, uh, it's still before fire season. Mm -hmm. So luckily we don't have a lot of smoke in the air this year. And so oh, good. fingers crossed and knocking on wood and uh, yeah. all those good things. Yeah. So, yeah. You've had your share of tough times. So let's hope that's yeah. behind you. Yeah, good. for sure. Good. For sure. Well, did I get the name of the company right? Do you go by M Corp or M Corporation? M Corp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah M Corp. Just good. keep it simple. Easy good. to remember. Good. I like it. Yeah. I like yeah. it. And what do you guys do? Well, we really focus on powering what we call modern transformation. And we've been in, in business for about 19 years. We've done about $4 billion in total project transformation work over the, over the 19 years and have our share of uh, insights and experiences around what means modern and especially how that translates now into the post-pandemic operating culture, yeah. um, how our company is going to grow in today's environment moving forward rather than before. So yeah, wow. uh, there's, there's some nuances there. You know? Yeah. How did you get started in, in something like that? Well, you know, we started really as software as a service, and this was in 2003 prior to the cloud, yeah. prior to the phrase there? software as a service. <laughs> yeah. And we had a very energetic uh, start to the company and a very abrupt course correction. At the time, we had leverage some understanding in public sector uh, for a data collection system that when we went to market with it, we said, look, you know, for, for all the counties in California, instead of building out your own system and having to invest and, and go through that risk, that, ex that implementation risk, we've already pre-built the system. And what really what we're going to do is we're just going to host it. Each person gets their own iteration of it. We'll collect the data and then send it to the specific department in the state. 
so we we showed up at a trade show very happy very like excited so look how smart we are and uh the cio for the state department comes out or this agency comes out takes a you know kind of look at everything in our booth and we're just standing there ready to engage with her and she starts with who the hell do you think you are oh my <laughs> how dare you and it went downhill from there wow. and literally stopped the trade show and it was like a half circle of people around our booth and she unloaded on us for about a good 15 minutes at the top of her lungs and my business partner Chuchikowski and I you know we're kind of looking at each other he's you know he's the the technical magic in our corporation and you know he's like turning white and I'm yeah. listening to to this leader and in about you know, a minute and a half in, I, I really kind of checked out because it was clear that this was going to be a, a dissertation in our disassembly. And, and so all I just started thinking, it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do now? So we, we went into, in essence, consulting and modernization consulting. And I think that one of the biggest things that consulting firms miss to really be transparent is that you know you are boots on the ground integrated with your customers need pain culture and really what we believe is is their potential you know our you know what we say to our to our customers is that your potential is our purpose and we see so much potential in our customers they're doing so many great things mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that they are positioned in the optimal way to really see that through you know execution is that is the cliff it's yeah. that very narrow road on the on yeah. the edge of the mountain that, that that gets traversed, and a lot of great ideas fall off that cliff. Yeah, and so it's just hard unfortunate. to get across the traverse. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is, and it's unfortunate. You know, there are some very very talented, smart people out there, and and they're doing some really amazing things. And and execution is that is is that failure point. Yeah. You know, it's the thing that uh, is keeping growth from happening. Really, yeah. at the end of the right. day. Yeah. Well, you've probably seen transformation change over the 20 years that you've been working with companies, right? I mean, yeah. I didn't even hear that term 20 years ago, but it was, oh, no. people were doing yeah. it, I'm sure. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, how has that changed and evolved? You know, I have a very particular perspective on it and I'll share it with you and, and the listener here and, and see how you react to it. My position and, and our company's position is that Transformation today means that companies stop buying software and implementation services, and they only buy the output of what that technology has to offer. And to elaborate on that a little bit more, you know, it's 30 years, 25, 30 years of data that, you know, you have a 20% chance of having a full success in your in your your digital transformation yeah 30 percent of the time you're going to get about 60 percent of the value and 50 percent of the time it's either going to be terminated early or a flat out fail and every year somebody runs a new sort of analysis survey whatever you want to call it hoping the data has changed and it hasn't uh, and it just doesn't true. yeah it just doesn't. It doesn't change. And so the thing that I offer to the industry and, and our clients and executives when I talk to them is that, you know, the tech industry, number one, is out of sync with the need of business today in the post-pandemic world. 
They are still living in a 1990 model where buy this software, get some services to help you implement it with the strategy of hope in the end that it's going to produce, right? So I'm going to go out and buy a CRM tool and we're going to get somebody to implement it. And hopefully you'll be able to do better lead generation out of it and customer uh, experience modeling out of it. Oftentimes that's not the result. Same thing with uh, financial management systems is the same thing with uh, customer acquisition processes, interactions. And the bottom line is that businesses need fundamental data to operate, right? That intake of a customer need, the intake of a customer request. You know, we see that companies, and this is supported by a lot of data in the industry right now, studied out that fundamentally 80% of tech budgets are year over year invested in legacy technical debt footprints and data collection systems, which yield the least possible return on investment to a, a business. And only, and I think recent Deloitte study showed that only 16% of tech budget is available to invest in emerging tech or the tech that actually does work with the data, analytics, predictive modeling, insight development that actually creates value for the business. Mm -hmm. And so what's happening is that the tech budget is supporting old debt-driven investments yeah. that all they do is collect information. They collect basic data and the data is really not that great, right? Everybody has a data problem today. And only 16% of the budget is now available to go and invest in the analytics around it that is actually going to give you the insight around the customer and what's the next tech and what's the next need and how are we going to fulfill that and how are we going to develop a product to come to market or a service to come to market to help mm -hmm. our client. Mm -hmm. That's where I feel that the potential in, in markets is truly lost is the fact that, that we're continuously investing in initiatives that produce the lowest value. We're continuing to invest in initiatives that are truly only successful in completeness 20% of the time, that customers are continuously told to buy the next software, to buy more services to help that software. Yep. When really what they want is the output of that. They want right? the output. It's like, you know, do you yep. want a CRM system or do you want the lead that right. comes out of the CRM system? Yeah. Which, which do you want? And that's the gap. You know, it's interesting when I talk to executives and C-suite leaders around this, and we kind of go through this a little bit, there's this initial resistance and then there, then they, you get this like look on their face, like suddenly the realization of like, what are we doing? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Why are we continuing to do this path? And so going back to your initial question of transformation, you know, in a post-COVID world, as much as you can say post-COVID. Transformation is about how are you changing how you invest in technology, right? And let me offer, you know, for the for the listener who's who's a technical person, who's a tech leader in their business, you know, it's like, well, what are we supposed to do, right? It's like, and what you're supposed to do is the very thing that IT or tech leaders have wanted to do for the last 35 years, which is be integrated into the growth strategy of the business. Yep. And what that means is three things. One helping business articulate, you know, identify and articulate yeah. the need. Mm -hmm. 
because they can't do it, right? It's right. like the business knows what its goals are and where how it wants to grow. And the business unit and the business leaders know that and say, hey, look, we need to penetrate this market. We need to grow this customer. We need to deliver this, this value or client experience. But they can't, like, they can't, it, they struggle deeply, deeply with articulating that in a way that a technical solution can connect to it effectively, mm -hmm. right? So number one, I think that the future of IT or technical leaders in the next couple of years is transitioning from what they are today to into a role where they are really truly embedded into the business and helping business leaders identify and articulate that need and how technology can support it. Number two, what the role is to then build the strategy for how a vendor community or solution community is going to fulfill that need as a result, as an output, not as a project, because the tech industry, consulting firms, software companies, software companies, their goal is to sell software, is to sell a project, not a result. It's to sell a project. And so, what I see is IT leaders, tech leaders, what they're going to be looking at is this is the this is the need of the business right now. That need we understand is going to be pretty solid for the next three to six months because strategy changes three to you know two to three times a year right now. So we know we can rely on that. We need a vendor to come in, build out the solution, integrate it into what we need to do, and then we're going to pay on the transactional basis of how it works. Mm -hmm. you know, Snowflake does that as an example. They sit on top of cloud and they're a transactional consumption model as yeah. an example. Yeah. And so third is to guide and ensure the security around the business's technology, right? In the sense that are the solutions that the vendors are bringing secure? Are they, are, do we have any exposure? Do we have any bleed of data and, and customer access? And so it's, you know, those three fundamentals. Yeah. Identify and articulate the need, build the strategy that will be executed to deliver the result, not buy the software and the, pro, you know, and the services, but deliver the result. And third, to ensure that it's safe, secure, and uh, foundationally operational uh, in that context. It's not internal technologists role in the next two years to build maintain, support, enhance, host software and solutions. That's not their job anymore. Their job is actually what they wanted to do for the last 35 years. Yeah. Do you see companies changing? Yeah, that, I think that the, that the, the way that companies are changing and adapting because the industry is beginning to offer those adaptations. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, I think we're going to see more of a push in this direction, you know, it's, you know, Bitcoin or, you know, uh, the overall, you know, sort of virtual money environment has begun to move the needle a bit, right? There's that initial resistance and, and now there's more of that acceptance. But what's really being pulled out of there is the virtualization space, right? So how do I implement a blockchain element? How do I... Mm -hmm create non-fungible tokens that now can go into the metaverse at some point in the future and then become an asset to the business, right? Now, can every business build out an NFT? Can a, you know, a tree trimming service build an NFT? Probably, I, I can't think. We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't right. know yet, but yeah. at the end of the day, 
the way for them to, to be the best tree trimming business in the world is going to create some interaction with a client set. And that interaction needs to be supplied by a third party vendor who owns the entire solution set and are incented by the revenue that it generates to make it as stable, secure, operational, extensible as possible, right? And don't shift that burden into the business because the business is now dealing with two to three times a year, a complete rev, you know, evolutionary shift in strategy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to me, that's transformation. The transformation is that the velocity of business today is incredible. And the demand of consumers such as you and I is, you know, if we think about how we think about the world and, and services that come to us today versus what we thought in fall of 2019, very different. different. Yeah. yeah, very different. And so we, you and I as individuals and the listener as an individual is pushing that demand into the people who provide the service and they don't have the bandwidth anymore to be owning operationalizing tech to get it done. They need the tech to produce the output. So then now I can take that data, I can take that result and I can do something with it that actually creates value for my customer. That's transformation to me. Those are the the facets of it. Yeah. I I love the, 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 the slant of the purpose of technology is value creation. It absolutely is. And if you can't, if you can't see that, if you don't know what that is, it's just a, a, a sunk investment. I, I, I like that. We mm-hmm. had a customer tell us once, because we're, we're a provider of technology as well, and said, uh, the question was from the CEO was, tell me what will be different in my company and why. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't care about the, the normal this and that. He says, tell me mm-hmm. exactly what's going to be different around here. And yeah. uh, that was a great question. It was a great question. Yeah. And, you know, the way that technology is leveraged today, the incentives are in the wrong places, right? I mean, you know, honestly, if we have an entire professional services arm, you know, we have 300 plus people across the country. We do very dynamic and large scale stuff. We do robotic process automation to, you know, legacy transformation to data virtualization and, and, you know, data cleaning and, you know, a lot of different tasks. We deal with a lot of COVID data for clients in the public sector right now, public health. Hmm. The amount of pressure that that companies are under, even our company, I'm sure your company as well, there just isn't that room anymore, right? Hmm. Plus people have reached a level where it's, you know, and working remotely, that it's like that work-life blend, yeah. you know, people are just not going to... Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and so as a result... The way that technology works and functions and gets deployed and iterated and modernized has to change, yeah. you know, with it. Uh, otherwise, it's it's um, it's going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And yeah. It, you're not going to have a transformation. You're just going to have uh, an evolution. Right. Yeah. It's right. it's you're going to have people who are going to literally stand up out of uh, one theater and move into another yeah. operating yeah. And so I think that that's, that's where we're going yeah, very, very rapidly. Customers are beginning to demand that. Yeah. And they're seeing the light on it. Yeah, that's yeah. fascinating. Well, yeah. you know, your book, Measure, Execute, and Win, great book, yes. by the way. Um, Thank you. Getting into why strategies fail 
And, yes. and, and, and are you, are you really ready? Are you going to be able to execute? Those were great themes. I thought that was, mm -hmm. that was really, really good. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's foundation, foundation is in behavioral economics. It's research that have been done by Nobel prize leading thinkers in the world, you know, and they've been around for a long time. They've been around for about 20 years. And really what that book does is just connect the dots. Yeah. You know, I, you know, the capacity of those individuals is, is incredible. And I by no means have some dynamic insight beyond them. And the thing that I've only realized after hundreds and hundreds of engagements with clients, seeing their potential, seeing the potential that's wasted in market for clients that we didn't have the opportunity to serve, uh, you begin to really connect the dots against that behavioral economic theme of cognitive bias and yeah. how it is affecting decision making. And strategy execution, you know, is interesting because when you talk to, I'll say the old school folks, you know, and you bring up strategy execution, you know, their interpretation of that tends to lean more into the space of like, did the idea work in market? Like we brought it to life. Did it work? For the rest of us, I think more strategy execution is I have this idea. We have this opportunity. Did I get through the gauntlet of execution mm -hmm. to actually bring it to life? Yeah. Did it actually breathe enough breath to show whether or not it was viable mm -hmm. and interesting? Yeah. That to me is the gap. You know, it's uh, you have all of these quaint little phrases, you know, like uh, strategy without execution is hallucination. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, ideas, ideas are easy. Execution is hard. Um, that kind of thing. So that book really is intended to baseline and help really understand why is it that the strategy isn't getting through? Like, yeah. why are you dumping thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars into something and you're just not getting the movement forward? And, and a lot of it has to do with the decision processes that go into, into selecting which initiatives to do understanding the alignment of your business's capacity against that initiative. Yeah. And then what's, where are the, where are the blind spots? You know, where, you know, where's, where's that, uh, what I call the rake in the yard, you know, you step on that rake and smacks you in the face. Kind of exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, I think what you did was you made all that Nobel prize stuff yeah. accessible. You make it very yes. accessible. Um, relatable. Really yeah. Relatable. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you always go through a book and you make notes, but mm -hmm. I just went back. I said, what was the first thing I saw in there that I, I made a note about? In many cases, the next acquisition, product launch, new market expansion, or back office optimization not only has to increase the current numbers, it has mm -hmm. to make up for past strategies that did not meet predicted targets. Yeah. And boy, I think we all feel that. We're always, oh, you yeah. know, it's so mm -hmm. true. And uh, if we just continue to proliferate that, we're not going to get anywhere. You know, I, I think we all have to sort of admit <laughs> that the whole, the world of VC, that sexiness, that, that drive, the velocity, the coolness, the, the potential has drawn, you know, has been drawn into normalized business practices for decision making. And so what I try to offer in the book a little bit is that during the financial crisis in 2009, 2010, you know, the default rate, P 
peaked, I think, at about 22% or 18, 18 to 22%, right? And, and, the, and then the world, the nation was going bananas, right? It's like, we are, it, they were making movies. Yeah. They were, you know, it's right. like, it is the collapse of known yeah. civilization, yes. right? Correct. And that was an 18, 19% default rate on home loans, Yeah. right? The default rate on corporate decision-making is around 70%. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, and so I go back to the original theme. It's like your potentials are purpose. It's like, think about the amount of amazing that isn't getting to market. The amount of amazing that isn't serving government to produce more value for constituencies that they are so desperate that they want to show their capacity. Like, right. look at the good things we can do, right? That default rate is because executives have just gotten to a point. It's like, I just don't know how else to make a decision other than throwing, you know, spaghetti on a wall and see what sticks. I mean, you know, and so it's gone into this VC model of fund a lot, you know, make and the ones that do win need to win big and not everything wins big. And especially when you leave the S&P 100 and go below that. You know, the other 99.5% of us out there, you can't live on a hope it sticks model. Right. And that's, that's something that I think is avoidable. It's avoidable by understanding how well aligned is your execution capability to the idea. If, if correcting your vulnerabilities in the sense of different things that need to be fixed is going to take longer than the window of opportunity is available to you, then you just need to abandon, right? You need to reinvest your dollars into a different direction. They're going to produce value at the pace of market expectation rather than, uh, you know, no, no, we can, we can like, just, you know, if we just do a little more, if we just do a little more, just a little more. And how many times has, have you and I been in that situation or the listener been in that situation where it's like, you finally get there, you're you're at 60, 70% of what you originally wanted it to do. It really doesn't fulfill. You've missed the window of opportunity. It's muddled out. You've take, you've taken incredible reputational damage personally as a professional, your company in, in that rollout, you know, to do that thing. Now you're having to go back and, and, and kind of, try to cure some of that reputational damage. You're having to try to figure out how to make up the gap and lack of productivity or lack of value creation in the previous initiative and say, no, no, this next one is gonna really get it, right? And and we're always in this, well, the next, well, the, next the next one, one. and right. then the next one, right? Yeah. And that's why I see that, you know, what you know, really led me to the position that it's not about, you know, projects that much anymore, right? It's about, you know, you need to buy the outcomes yeah. things and you need right. to also understand the readiness of your business yeah to do those initiatives right it all connects together yeah. and i think that you know fear of change perception of the level of work associated with that prevents that transformation from really happening and to me again go back to your original question that is transformation okay. transformation is not just saying i have a, a piece of software here that's 10 years, been implemented for 10 years and I need to replace it, right? right? That's not transformation. No. That's not modernization. No. That's yeah. just replacing software. Yeah. It's status <laughs> right? quo, just with different Right. Software. And, you know, yeah. so I, I say to, I yeah. say to people, I say, look, I said, here's, here's the, this is how you can tell the difference between transformation or non-transformation. The, the mobile device you have on your desk or in your hand right now, that's the only one you get for the next 10 years. We'll do software updates on it. 
Mm-hmm. But it's the only one you get. How comfortable are you going to be with that? Yeah. That's modernization. Transformation <laughs> is you get a new device every other year. <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It comes with the software that comes with the result Absolutely. that comes with everything that's built into your yeah. cell plan. Take pictures and I can do stuff I couldn't do. You know, before. and the camera's Everybody's... getting better and the, yeah. and the velocity is getting better and I can use 5G or I can, I can go to the next to it, generation. It translates it. I, I yeah, dic right. dictate, I translate. I can watch yeah. movies. I can stream. Yeah. I can virtualize whatever, yeah. you know, whatever. And, 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 and. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's the difference. It's like, yeah. if you want to do traditional, you have one device for 10 years and you're just updating the software every period or so. That's not modernization necessarily or even transformation by any stretch. I mean, I'll tell you, you know, it, it takes a little bit for people to, sure. to connect to that because yeah. that's hard. It's, it's hard to hear that the model you've been using 30 years of data in, it isn't getting any better. Yeah. When you look, a lot of people will look at a series of ideas. You get do a brainstorming session. You come out. You got five or six great things to work on, and you you mm -hmm. you score them based on merit. You score them. Maybe mm -hmm. you score them based on value. Maybe you can, but maybe. nobody scores it based on ability to to execute. Ability, yeah. capacity. But, uh, yeah. Can we really do this? It's the credit skip score. That step. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, like, <laughs> you know, for the listener yourself, potentially, if anybody's bought a car or a home loan in the last two years, I mean, it's pretty rigorous yeah. process to go through that today compared to five years ago, 10 years ago. And imagine the amount of insight and investment that goes into that process, that 30, 60 day process to buy that you know, let's just on average say that $400,000, $500,000 asset, which by nature will never lose value, right? Right. Now look at corporate decision-making. What do they do? You know, to your point, it's based on merit. Who pitched it? Is that person liked? Is that person yeah, trusted? Right. Like right. that's 1950s banking, literally. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's like when I'm watching Mad Men and, and the guy's right. sitting with his banker saying, hey, we need an extra 50K because we got to cover payroll. And yeah, it's like, ah, okay, I'll give it to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's 1950s, 60s thinking. Right? Yeah. And so today executives look at the business case and look at the pro forma, both of which can be skewed in any direction that you want. Right. To your point, merit, like how much do, you know, has, does this person deserve to do this thing yeah, kind of a right. thing. Right. And then yeah. off we go to the races. Yeah. There's sure. no... There's no metric in there that says, this is an amazing idea. I love right. the numbers. If we nail this, yeah. we are going to crush it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you look at the execution yeah, <laughs> score right. and you're yeah. like, and we will never get it done. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you have five ideas and the top idea is so fantastic that it's going to be just totally do beat all your dreams, but you can't mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Throw it out because exactly. you shouldn't be focused on it. Just yeah. 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 Take the other yeah. four. Worst case, worst case scenario, you toss it out the window. Next best case scenario is you shelve it for a little while yeah. until you can get some better alignment or something. Correct. I don't know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's what's clear in the market. And we all see it is that the companies that are putting products and services out that add value to you immediately yes. are ones that are finding acceleration and growth. Yeah. 
those that continue to linger in technical issues, you know, service issues, customer experience issues, value to you, muddiness are fading off hard. You know, it's the revolution in healthcare. It's the revolution in banking. It's the revolution in manufacturing, Yeah, you know, and that's what it comes down to. And that's true for any product, whether it be a software product, a physical product, it, it like a, a phone, it doesn't matter. It's exactly. any product mm -hmm. that, that is so true. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's been a fascinating discussion, Alex. What, what are you working on now that's uh, exciting? Kind of <laughs> new things you're working on? Yeah, well, I've got a new book coming out uh, towards the end of this year. Hopefully we can make it inside of the 2022 envelope uh, for publishing that'll talk a lot about this next gen of, of themes. You know, I, I kind of took a moment to reflect back into my own history. And, you know, for 30, 35 years, all I can tell you is that every time that it really came down to a nexus point of success versus failure, it was that moment's ability to understand the value of data over process. Mm, okay. Right. And there's some great stories in there where, you know, I, I was negotiating some deals in, in Moscow with the Russian government. And this is like right after three or four years after the fall of the wall. And these people who had lived in communism their entire life knew the value of data, yeah. even if they didn't understand the yeah, rhythm sure. of free market economics. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's never waned. And I think that, you know, I, I recently shared an article with our internal team, our go-to-market teams around the fact that, you know, most enterprises feel that 90% of their data is really not supporting their ability to, to grow mm -hmm. and that they have, they have, at their core, they have a data problem. Yeah. And so, you know, in this space of AI and machine learning, you know, we need to understand that. So really what we're looking at is how do we help how do we position customers in a way that they can accelerate their growth and grow at the pace they want, right? Of the pace yeah. of expectation. And how do you kind of look at some things differently so that they can enable that? They can be supporters and advocates of that growth rather yeah. than boat anchors to the right. process, really. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's exciting. The more successful you are, the more successful your companies will be. And it's for just, sure. yeah, it's yeah. great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. Well, it's just been a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my, my total pleasure. Thank yeah. you for, uh, for letting me ramble away. And I yeah. appreciate the uh, patience of the listener and, and <laughs> yeah. rambling. And hopefully they got a few nuggets out of this. Yeah, but, I think uh, so. If people want to kind of follow you or track you, what's the best way? LinkedIn is, is really the best. Uh, I'm pretty accessible there. You can also just Google me. I'm out there. You know, lots of interviews, articles, books. Yeah. You know, we'll put some thing. links in the show notes, uh, definitely for, yeah. for some of the things that, that yeah. we I'm easy to find though. Yeah. yeah so good, it's, good. it's not, it's not a, it's not a big task. Yeah, so. Great. Well, it's been a pleasure, Alex. Uh, maybe we check in again in, uh, end of the year, maybe either if your next book comes out or as some of your yeah. thoughts have gelled further around that, I'd love to, love to hear how things are going for you. Yeah, for sure. You know, again, um, it's been a, you know, a real pleasure getting this opportunity. So thank you. Okay. And to you, our listeners, thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed that. There was a, a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, so so take a listen, sit back, take a second listen. Alex shared a lot of good, good insights in there. I wish you all a great week ahead. Thanks for joining us. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. 
If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.